0: All right, fantasy football fans. I am the heartbeat, and this is episode 12 of the Pyro Pulse podcast. <sighs> we can all let out a uh, big sigh of relief with the Odell Beckham Jr. injury news coming out. It looks like he's just he just has a sprained ankle. We still don't have clarity on whether it's a, a lower ankle or a high ankle sprain, so that's that's the bad news, but the good news is it's not a knee. He shouldn't be out for the whole season or for an extended period of time. We're looking at from two to six weeks as a maximum. So two is probably the, the absolute minimum. He's probably not going to play in preseason. Six weeks the maximum, so that would put him at around missing three or four games of the season. But we missed a major blow there. If that, if that Cleveland Browns cornerback came in a tenth of a second later, his cleat would have been stuck in the ground. That would have been in the knee. That would have probably been an ACL, PCL, MCL, and whew, that would have been bad for fantasy. But uh, a collective sigh of relief. And uh, I want to say, say one quick thing before we dive right in. Uh, this will be the choosing your draft strategy episode. But I want to take a quick moment to say... Fuck the Eclipse. And that was my first time swearing on the podcast, but fuck the Eclipse. So this is what happened yesterday. At least in LA, where I am, the Eclipse was disappointing at best. Then we got news that our favorite person, Roger Goodell, was in line for a five-year extension. So basically... All of the players are going to be suspended that we like. And then Odell Beckham Jr. almost was out for the season. I mean, it was a bad day for fantasy, so yeah, fuck the Eclipse. Ah, And now that I got that out of my system, I feel a lot better. So today we're going to be going over draft strategy. What draft strategy should you take into your draft? And I'm gonna explain why the different strategies will work well with different people. So if you look for specific things on a fantasy team, a specific strategy is meant for you. You are not supposed to go into the draft with a predecided strategy, though. I'm gonna make that very clear. Do not go into the draft saying I'm gonna go zero RB or I'm gonna go robust running back, which I'm gonna call zero wide receiver. You're not gonna say I'm going top tier. You go into the draft saying you are going to take the best player available and you are going to take the best value available. So I just wanted to uh, preclude that. I did on Fantasy Pros, I did go through and I did a couple of different mocks. I did all of these from the sixth spot. So I did four different mocks. I did them all from the sixth spot and I did four different types. Before we get into those, and before I give you the pros and cons of these different draft strategies, I want to shout out a great resource, just a great resource to use for this. And this is an algorithm that was created by the FantasyFootballGuys.com. So they, they actually have a podcast, so if you want to learn more information about this algorithm, go check out their podcast because I'm sure they explain it in depth on their podcast, but it is the magic formula, which they have. So they have this little site. You can go to their website. There's a link up at the top. Go to this site and it asks you about your scoring settings and your roster construction. It's a very simple page. It says how many teams are in your league? How many players can you start? And so if you have a flex or a super flex, you're going to push every position up by one. So this is the total number of starters. If there's a flex In a standard league, it goes from two running backs, so you put in three because you could start that flex at running back, et cetera, et cetera. And then you put in the scoring criteria of the leagues that you're in. And then this shows you basically the value over replacement for the one-year, three-year, and five-year averages. So for example, in a completely standard league where you start one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end, the quarterback one, Value over replacement is about 119 points per the season. Running backs are around 191. So that's comparing running back one to running back 25. Wide receivers are kind of slim. It's only 89 points comparing the number one to the number 37 wide receiver. And tight ends is the smallest differential at 51 points. And these are all of their one year averages. If you have the chance, please go check this out because it'll give you a great idea of when to grab the positions in your respective draft without having to go into every different type of of league and scoring system. You can just go there. You can do it yourself, and it's great. It's a great application. But now I'm going to get in. We're going to do some of the pros and cons of these four mock drafts that I did, and then we're going to finish up by going through a mock draft on Fantasy Pros. So as I said before, opening the show, we drafted from the sixth spot. All of these are half point PPRs, and it's just three different strategies, which we did based on the Pyromania collective rankings. And I'm gonna be honest, I did throw a couple of the players I like in there. I boosted them up a little, but who wouldn't? So let's start with the zero RB approach. This approach was created because of the high risk of injury And running back bust rates. My true bust rate shows that basically most busted running backs are due to injury. So they're a little safer than perceived. But this this strategy really, um, so when I go zero anything, I'm going the first four rounds without that position. So just to keep that in mind. So zero RB, no running backs in the first four rounds. And what this does great is it really minimizes risk because wide receiver is one of those positions that we can pretty clearly predict their season point totals. The weekly point totals are not as clear, but season, on, across the season, we're, we're pretty good at that. So this is a minimal risk strategy. The downside of zero RB is you, you miss some of that upside in getting one of those stud running backs like a David Johnson or a Le'Veon Bell. So I'm going to quickly run through my team, and you guys, can, you guys can hit me up on Twitter at the Pyro Heartbeat, and you can let me know what you guys think of these. I will post all of these to my Twitter site and potentially pyromaniac.com, but definitely on my Twitter site. So when you hear this, you can go over to my Twitter, and you don't have to listen to every single name that I say. But very quickly, going 0RB, the team ended up being Marcus Mariota. I grabbed in the eighth round. He's my starting quarterback. Carlos Hyde in the the fifth round, sorry. He was my first running back. Amir Abdullah was my second starting running back in the sixth round. And then my wide receivers, which I went first round, third round, and fourth round, were as following, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and DeAndre Hopkins. And I actually messed up the order between Hopkins. He was before Landry. At the tight end slot, I grabbed Rob Gronkowski, in the second round on my bench so this is these are rounds seven through 15 with quarterback going in the eighth round so on my bench is Tevin Coleman Jordan Matthews Zach Ertz Kareem Hunt Andy Dalton and Robert Woods and if you play in these leagues the the defense was the Jaguars and the kicker was Mason Crosby those are just basically the the first two that I saw in those positions. I'm not even thinking about those positions for this matter. And how it ended up, I kind of like this team. I like getting Hyde and Abdullah because I'm a little higher than them, than the market seems to be. And Fantasy Pros graded this out as a score of 93 out of 100. So it was a pretty good strategy, but I'm gonna pinpoint that I got pretty good value in my opinion on Carlos Hyde and Abdullah. So if your league goes running back early, you're maybe gonna have to throw zero RB out and you're gonna have to grab an RB a little bit earlier than you might like, if this is one of the strategies you like. That being said, the next strategy I went with was the modified zero RB. So basically what you do is in the first or second round in modified zero RB, you grab one of those stud running backs. For this purpose, I grabbed one in the first, And that was Melvin Gordon. And what's better about modified RB is you still have that higher floor from grabbing a bunch of early early wide receivers. But your ceiling is also significantly higher with a potential top five running back. So I'm going to run through this roster a little little bit more quickly, hopefully. So in similar rounds, Ben Roethlisberger was my eighth round pick. Melvin Gordon, as I said, in the first. CJ Anderson in the sixth. So you can see I still waited until that sixth round to go RB. And then at wide receiver, I grabbed T.Y. Hilton, DeAndre Hopkins, and Martavis Bryant, and those were the second, third, and fourth round picks. At tight end in the fifth round was Greg Olson. And in the seventh round, let's go down to my bench. In the seventh round, I grabbed Amir Abdullah again. Martellus Bennett was a backup tight end in the ninth round. The 10th round was Zay Jones, Cole Beasley followed him up in the 11th, Dak Prescott in the 12th, where if you guys have listened, you know I don't really like Dak Prescott, but in the 12th, you can't really complain about Dak there. And I finished the skill positions in the 13th round with Kenny Galladay, or Minitron. And then I'm not even going to go into defense and kicker on these, you don't need to know them. This one actually did a little bit better as fantasy pros graded it as a 94 out of 100. And if these are strategies that you are liking, kind of take a quick note and say like, modified zero or B, I like that one, let's, let's look more into that. The third mock that I did was just the top tier approach. So trying to get as many players across all positions in their highest tier. What this really does is this is similar to just the normal tier approach where you do it based on the buckets that are within tiers, but you're shooting for a more balanced team. So that's, that's one of the pros is you have a nice balanced team, but the big con is you're not going to see that depth at the running back and wide receiver, those scarce positions. So that's, that's the hold-up for me on that, but let's run right through this real quick. What I did differently in this one is I did not go quarterback in the eighth round because it is top tier. My quarterback ended up being Russell Wilson in the fourth round. My running backs were, again, C.J. Anderson and Amir Abdullah. They just happened to fall to me in the fifth for C.J. Anderson and seventh for Abdullah. The first round, I went Odell Beckham Jr., and he was joined by DeAndre Hopkins and Pierre Garçon as my starting wide receivers, and they went in the third and sixth rounds, respectively. And then on my bench, you can see that... My bench started in round eight, finished in round 13, and I got all of them consecutively. So eighth round, Martellus Bennett is the backup tight end. Ninth round, Terrence West is the first backup running back. Tenth round, Ben Roethlisberger was the highest tier available. I think he's in the tier three, a little lower in the tier three for us. So he was available in the 10th round, so I grabbed him. Zay Jones, again in the 11th, so he came at a slightly better value than in the modified zero RB. I grabbed Kevin White in the 12th round and Latavius Murray in the 13th round. So I wanna make a clear note that I'm not saying to go grab these players in these positions. I strictly looked at our collective tiers and I picked the highest available player in those collective tiers unless there was a guy that I really liked that was slightly below. But I didn't go out of my way to go get my guys because we will go through my guys in the live mock draft that we do. And then finally, I did the zero wide receiver or RB robust, oh sorry, let me go back a second. The top tier approach scored an 88 out of 100 via Fantasy Pros. So that was the lowest one of the four. All right, we had a, uh, another kitten attack over here, so I'm just gonna rehash the top tier approach. Ended with a Fantasy Pro's score of 88, and now we're moving on to the zero wide receiver or robust running back strategy. And I'm gonna say this one was my favorite because the running back position, there are busts, but you get a, you have a higher chance of getting one of those late round steals, like a couple years ago, Devonta Freeman. So there are some really good values, and I really like throwing lottery picks at that running back position. My quarterback in this was Aaron Rodgers. I got him in the third round. I had LaShawn McCoy in the first round and Todd Gurley in the second round in my starting running back. I'm going to say this is a two running back league with no flex, so the RB robust strategy is probably a little bit less effective in this format. But I'm going to continue on. My wide receivers were Sammy Watkins, who I grabbed in the fifth round, Jameson Crowder in the sixth round, and Jordan Matthews was in the eighth round. My tight end, I went a little bit higher too to fulfill that no wide receivers in the first four round criteria. And so my tight end in the fourth round, I grabbed Jordan Reed, the bench, which you'll see has a lot more running backs on it. So I went C.J. Anderson in the 7th round, Kareem Hunt in the ninth round, Marvin Jones is the first replacement wide receiver on that team in the 10th round, Matt Forte I grabbed in the 11th round, Robert Woods in the 12th round, and Andy Dalton in the 13th round. And then again, 14 and 15 were defense and kicker. So, if you really liked how any of those teams sounded, or if you really like some, some of those selections, but say, maybe instead of Todd Gurley, you wanted a Leonard Fournette or a Jay Ajayi, then I really suggest you look at the RB Robust strategy, as it scored a 96 out of 100 on Fantasy Pros, which is really high. So, now, without further ado, let's go into this mock draft... I'm gonna be drafting in a 12-team, again it's gonna be a half-point PPR, with the same roster construction. So it's gonna be that one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and then bench, along with defense and kicker, which we just we don't really care about for these purposes, because you wanna draft those late. And then, okay, let's go over to Fantasy Pros. We, had the fir- we have the ninth pick, so I'm going to read off quickly the first eight picks. It went David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, LaShawn McCoy, Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, and Melvin Gordon went. So we're sitting here looking at AJ Green, Devonta Freeman, Jordy Nelson, among others, like DeMarco Murray and Jay Ajayi, who I don't suggest drafting in the first round. Because I do Don't like Devonta Freeman as much this year without um, Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. I'm going to go A.J. Green. So we're going first round, A.J. Green, and we're going to smash draft. All right, so after that, we saw the likes of Jordy Nelson and Devonta Freeman, the aforementioned go, Jay Ajayi, Des Bryant, Michael Thomas, and DeMarco Murray. And so now staring at me in the face after going wide receiver, is Jordan Howard. Among some other options are Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott is there. And then for wide receivers, if I wanted to go too wide, I'd have T.Y. Helton, Doug Baldwin, and Amari Cooper. Rob Gronkowski is still on the board. But for the purpose of this, I'm gonna go with Ezekiel Elliott. As we know, he is suspended for the first six games pending his appeal. But he is a stud. Let's, let's drop him in there. Normally, I wouldn't go Ezekiel Elliott over Jordan Howard with the suspension. But let's do this just for this mock. Let's see how it works out. So we smashed draft on Ezekiel Elliott. And then Todd Gurley went. Jordan Howard. T.Y. Hilton. Aaron Rodgers went at two eight. Rob Gronkowski went right after him at 2.9. So those are those top-tier approaches. Leonard Fournette. Nuke Hopkins, Doug Baldwin, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, Christian McCaffrey, Tom Brady, Marshawn Lynch, and Devontae Adams all went. And going from here forward, I'm not going to read out all the names of players who went. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to note a couple key ones, but I'm not going to read all of them going forward. So looking at what's left on the board, we could go Travis Kelsey at tight end. I'm not going to do that. I think the third round is too early for Travis Kelsey. So if we look at running back, we're looking at Isaiah Crowell, and then a pretty steep drop down to Dalvin Cook at wide receiver. We see Demarius Thomas, Terrell Pryor, Keenan Allen. Because there's such such a heavy drop at running back, and especially because we run Ezekiel Elliott and won't have him for the first six games, I am going to go with Isaiah Crowell. He's going to slot in as my running back one for week one, and we're going to move forward with that. So some of the players, Demarius, Terrell Pryor, they all went. Travis Kelsey went. And now at this point, we got to look wide receiver again. Um, Hold on. Let me click that hide drafted button. And now I'm looking at the likes of Keenan Allen, Michael Crabtree, and... Golden Tate, as some of the wide receivers still available. Tight ends, only those two have le- have went. So Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, all of them are still there. Still, it's a little too early for them. So I'm going to pull the trigger on Keenan Allen because he has shown that he is efficient even without the mass amount of targets that we saw a couple years ago in those eight games. He should still be effective, and I like him as a wide receiver too. So we smash and draft on Keenan Allen in the fourth round. And drafting at the nine spot, we had a bit of a wait there. So we saw uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wide receivers go between the last pick, a couple tight ends fell off the board, a quarterback, and four running backs. So now left on the board, we filled those two running back slots, but we have that opening for those first six games. We're gonna choose to try to stream those rather than grabbing like a Bilal Powell, a Spencer Ware, or an Amir Abdullah as a, a starter for those weeks. And we're going to try to add some value at some other positions. We still have an open wide receiver starting spot. And I'm looking at the likes of Emmanuel Sanders, Stefan Diggs, and Kelvin Benjamin. We could go tight end and sure up that position with a Jimmy Graham or a Tyler Eifert. And you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to grab Jimmy Graham in the fifth round. So we're smashing draft with Jimmy Graham, and we're moving forward. There were only a couple of picks in between those, so it was three more quarterbacks came off the board, two wide receivers, and one Spencer Ware. So now I look at the quarterback position, the sixth round, I'm seeing Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck. That's a little too rich for my blood, so let's look at what we have remaining. We're going to put tight end on hold, because I do not like putting tight ends in the flex, nor is there a flex In this league. So at wide receiver, we see still Stefan Diggs, Willie Sneed, Brandon Marshall, Pierre Garcon are all there. Running backs, everyone but Spencer Ware is there. So I really like Stefan Diggs this year. He's proven that he is a stud when he's healthy. If we get a full healthy year, he will definitely outplay a wide receiver three. So I'm drafting Stefan Diggs in the sixth round. We're gonna smash draft and then we have another long wait in between picks. And in that long wait, we saw five more quarterbacks come off the board, a bunch of wide receivers. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wide receivers, three tight ends came off the board, and just one running back. So now in the seventh round, staring at me in the eye is Amir Abdullah. And in the seventh round, I just can't pass up that value, so I'm pressing smash on Amir Abdullah right now. He's the seventh round pick. And now we have a quick turnaround to the eighth round. We saw three running backs go right after Amir Abdullah, so that was a a great pick, getting in front of that little run. There were two wide receivers taken, and one more Frank Gore was taken. We've really shored up that running back position, so we're going to hold off on that, and we're going to add some depth later. And I'm going to look at adding that backup wide receiver first, and we also have to address the quarterback still. as It's the eighth round, and I said, I don't really like taking quarterbacks that far after the eighth round round, unless you're going to really commit to the stream. So at wide receiver, I'm looking at a Jeremy Macklin, a Randall Cobb, or the likes of a Mike Wallace, Adam Thielen. At quarterback, we're seeing Ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, and everyone who you would expect below them. Although I do really like Randall Cobb here, the quarterback position is gonna be important, so I'm gonna grab Big Ben. And with Big Ben, we can still stream those away games because of that huge split. So we're smashing on Ben. Please, that that pun was not intended, I'm sorry. And we saw a good number of picks go off in that long way. There were nine more running backs to come off the board. Six wide receivers came off the board, including Randall Cobb, who I really liked there. So in hindsight, I would go Cobb over Ben Roethlisberger because no other quarterbacks went. And then there was one Delaney Talker Delaney Walker talked at tight end He <laughs> went at tight end, excuse me So now we have quarterback shored up We have tight end All of our starters are filled Except for defense and kicker And we have Amir Abdullah Who's going to slip in for Zeke For those first six games Even though he has a really tough schedule And I feel like we still need to add A little bit more running back So let's see what we have I'm looking at Terrence West Duke Johnson And Kareem Hunt And this is a tough pick for me between Duke Johnson and Kareem Hunt because we do have Isaiah Crowell. So Duke Johnson would step in if Isaiah Crowell was to go down, but I do not like owning two Cleveland Brown players. So we're going to go Kareem Hunt here. We're going to smash draft. And then we have a quick turnaround to the next round. We saw four wide receivers, one running back and one tight end go off the board. So now let's go address that wide receiver position. Um, Some other notes that you might want to see. Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, Jack Doyle, they're all still around at tight end. Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford are all around at quarterback. And this is the 10th round where we're looking at the likes of a Richard Matthews, Ted Ginn, Zay Jones, etc. at wide receiver. That wide receiver position is still too skinny in my opinion. We're going to need some bi-week replacements. So I'm taking Ted Ginn and the upside of that Saints offense over Richard Matthews, who I haven't really seen impress me during these preseason games. And Zay Jones, who Anquan Bolden's retirement should positively impact him. But without Sammy Watkins there, I've talked about the Sammy Watkins effect in L.A. I think there's going to be a negative Sammy Watkins effect on that entire Buffalo offense. So we're going with Ted Ginn here in the 10th round. We're smashing draft and we have a longer wait here. And we saw a couple defenses actually go off the board. There were three of them to go off the board. Richard Matthews went right after, along with Jonathan Stewart. There were one, two, three, four, five other running backs to go. There were about five wide receivers to go as well, along with those defenses that I said recently. And so we're pretty good at running back and wide receiver. We are pretty. We have some pretty nice depth, so we can look to tight end now. I don't think we should ever draft a defense highly. The first-rated defense hardly ever ends as that number one overall defense on the season. So I really believe that you could stream defenses. I believe that's an awesome strategy. And we can look at teams that aren't going to be drafted highly, like the Steelers, who have the Browns week one. So that being said, we still see Dak on the board, so I'm going to play around with that. But ultimately, I'm going to go to tight end. I'm going to see Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, and Jack Doyle all still there. Because we have Jimmy Graham, who is a... I like to think of as a pretty sure thing, but he's had injury in the past that worry me. We're going to go with Hunter Henry over Eric Ebron, who's kind of an upside guy. And Hunter Henry, I don't think he's going to match that touchdown efficiency from last year. But he should be in line for some, some nice amount of work. So we're going to smash draft on Hunter Henry in the 11th round. And now to just give you a landscape of the team. We are all set at quarterback with Ben in the starting position and no one else. We're pretty good at running back with Zeke, Crowell, Amir Abdullah, and Kareem Hunt. I feel like they should be able to keep us afloat until Zeke gets back. At wide receiver, we're looking at A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Ted Ginn. So that's a pretty deep group. And tight end, we have Jimmy Graham and Hunter Henry, which I really like that combination looking at it. So we have two bench positions left, and then the defense and kicker. We definitely want to get a backup quarterback for those road games that Ben will be in. And Dak Prescott is staring me in the eyes. Matthew Stafford is there. So it's a, real, it's a toss-up between those two. Detroit has a really tough run schedule to begin the year, as we talked about with Amir Abdullah in previous podcasts. So Dak Prescott without Ezekiel Elliott. How do we feel about that? We're gonna smash draft because when they come back, we're getting basically all of those rushing touchdowns that the Dallas Cowboys will score. And Dak Prescott, for a 12th round pick, he should be able to provide value, even if it's just in place of Ben Roethlisberger. So this is our last skill position available on the bench. Some of the running backs available, Rex Burkhead, Chris Thompson, DeAndre Washington, Alvin Kamara, who's really stood out in preseason work. And I'm going to go down the list a little bit. Jonathan Williams will probably be my guy if we go running back. But let's look at wide receiver. We have the likes of Kenny Stills, Robert Woods, Brashad Perriman, Marquise Lee, Cooper Cup, And we can go down a little further. We see Torrey Smith, Tavon Austin. Tight ends are still pretty strong there. Nothing's really changed. But I'm really going to hone in on Cooper Cup here as a high upside guy because he could be a PPR stud. Although I do not like Jared Goff, Cooper Cup has been very impressive. He's been the number one rated preseason performer at wide receiver according to PFF. And he's just been putting up stats left and right. I want to put him on the shelf on my team and be able to use him later in the year. Say if something does happen to Stephon Diggs. And because of how young he is, I like his chances of staying healthy for the whole year. So we're smashing draft on Cooper Cup to fill out those skill positions. We don't really need to talk about defense. Carolina's there. We're drafting Carolina. And we're going to see the first first kicker that comes up on our board we're going to draft as well. And that's going to close out this draft. Again, like I mentioned before, all of these mock drafts I will make available. I'll put them on my Twitter timeline. So... Feel free to go check them out so you don't have to write anything down. You don't have to take notes on what my drafts were, my mock drafts were, or what this one was. And this grade, this is kind of funny. It got the lowest grade out of the five. This was an 86. So these strategies seem to work better with the Fantasy Pro's rankings. But at the end of the day, the team is going to be yours You're going to be rooting for these guys all season long. So the number one rule that I have to close out this podcast on strategy is to figure out who the guys are that you want. Do you want, if you want a Larry Fitz, you're going to have to go up and reach for him in the fourth or fifth round. Do you want to wait on running back? Do you see a guy like Kareem Hunt or somebody in those later rounds, five or later? Do you see one of those really standing out this year? Because then you would be a huge proponent for, zero RB or the modified zero RB, depending on how comfortable you feel with that. And I think all of these are really great strategies. You can use all of them and potentially win a championship. And that's what we're going to do here. This is going to be our last pre-draft primer. Our next episode will be analyzing your draft and what roster moves to make before week one. So that's going to be an awesome episode of just looking at your team, looking at the potential inequalities in the market and taking action. This upcoming weekend is one of the heavier draft weekends. So if you would like, feel free to go back and listen to any of the draft primers. I'm going to do my best to get a sleepers and bust podcast out before this weekend But as you know, being a full-time employee and only doing fantasy part-time, that can be somewhat difficult. I'm going to do my best for you guys, though. Good luck this weekend, if you don't hear from me before then. Go check out Pyromaniac. I know we just released the version 3 of our draft kit, so if you didn't get that, go purchase that immediately, because that's going to be the best resource. And everyone, just good luck drafting. Let's do us all proud. And... Let's hope for no more of these silly injuries in the preseason. SIPC.